Point Church, let's stand together. I am holding on to faith Cause I know you'll make a way And I don't always understand And I don't always get to see But I will believe it I will believe it You make mountains move You make giants fall You use songs of praise To shake prison walls I will speak to my fear I will preach to my doubt You were faithful then You'll be faithful now Great a mercy, what heart could 
chains.
doesn't look like it he is faithful you're still waking up every morning he's faithful all my life you have been faithful Clara church all my life you have been so so good with every breath with every breath that I How many people are glad that even when we're faithless, he's faithful? Anybody thankful for that? He's so good. I want to thank you for being here this morning. Look at your neighbor and let them know that you're glad that they're in Gateway Church as you're seated. Here we are the second week of 2022. We are so excited about what God is doing. If you're a guest, thank you so much for being here. Uh, you'll find on the back of your pew uh, a uh, QR code, and that QR code will allow you to scan it, and uh, you can, uh, it'll take you to what we call the Gateway Church Lobby. Uh, there you can click on, if you're new, you can click I'm new. You can answer about three questions. Uh, if you're a, a regular, uh, then you can uh, scan that QR code and, and say check in. And that just allows us to know that you're here. And uh, we want you to know that you're more than a number. You're a name. And uh, we want to know when you're here, and we want to know when you're not here. Uh, not so that we can hunt you down, but just so we can tell you that we missed you. And uh, we're so thankful that uh, what God is doing. We want to thank you for your faithfulness in giving. Uh, we appreciate. Uh, we've just came out of uh, the... Uh, Christmas season, Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, we uh, were able to do so much for the community. So many things we were able to do, and it's only because of your faithfulness and uh, because you've been faithful. Uh, if you're looking to give, you can do that at the, at the gate.life. Uh, also, when you scan that QR code, there'll be a place there in the lobby where you can just click on give, and they will walk you through that. There's also boxes at the back uh, where that you can uh, give uh, to God as well. But we want to thank you for your faithfulness and thank you uh, for helping us, partnering with us to do ministry. How many people enjoyed the snow? How many people did not enjoy the snow? How many people wanted it to go away? So it's, uh, raise your hand again. Now, everybody that said you love snow, look around. And these are the people that you have to blame for all this rain. Okay, it's them. Uh, because I've seen people on Facebook whining around and talking about this and that. And, and you know what happened the last time that that happened? God flooded the whole earth. And uh, so it's your fault, people. Um, but uh, uh, as we were pulling out of the driveway this morning, it was pouring the rain, and I looked at my wife, and I said, I wish this was snow. 
And she said, do you really? Because if it were snow, you wouldn't be having church this morning. I said, man, you're so smart. Uh, well, I'm glad it's not snow, but I hope it snows after church is over. Um, somebody said, if you worked out in it, you wouldn't like all that snow. Can I hear an amen? We got anybody that works outside? One person, all right. Last week, we started a series that uh, we were looking at a phrase that is found four times in the Bible. Um, that phrase is, the just shall live by faith. And so we said for the next four weeks, we're going to look at each time that that was quoted in the Bible. The first time we looked at last week uh, was found in the Old Testament. Uh, the following three times are found in the New Testament. And so uh, last week we looked at learning to live with vision. This week we're going to, to look at learning to live bold. Uh, next week we're going to look at learning to live guilt-free. And then the last week, the last time that is mentioned in the Bible, we're going to look at learning to live by moving forward. Uh, but Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4 says, The just shall live by faith. Now I believe that, that God wants us to walk our lives in great boldness. God wants us to walk with great boldness, not in ourself, but in Him. There should be a, a progression of boldness in your walk with God. There should be a progression of boldness in your life. In Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Uh, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, and here it is, the just shall live by faith. So Paul starts off the book of Romans and, and just a few verses in, he said, listen, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said, I'm not ashamed. And when you look at that and, and you look at not being ashamed, there's something powerful about it. Because when you're not ashamed, what it really means is that it means that you're bold. There's something that's, that's so important about living our lives with, with our heads up and, and not down. God is, is, is not about putting shame on us. What God is about is he is about taking shame off of us. The Bible tells us that, that he is the glory and the lifter of our heads. And, and Paul says that, that Christ has done something in me that's caused me to lift up my head. Christ has done something in me that has caused me not to be ashamed, but to be bold. The first time shame was mentioned in the Bible was back in the very beginning in the book of Genesis. Adam and Eve. And there they were, they were walking in the garden and everything was great. But because of their sin, the Bible says that they became ashamed. They realized their shame and, and they ran from God rather than running to God. And so what happens is, is what shame does is, is it has a way of taking away our boldness taking away our confidence that we have. Adam and Eve, they were once confident in where they stood with God. It says they walked with God, and there they were. But when this happened, and they felt this shame, they immediately, they, they became insecure about where they stood with God. Shame brought fear to them, and the fear eroded their boldness that they have. But we know that, that fear is not from God. As a matter of fact, 2 Timothy verse 1 and 7 says this, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And you've heard me say before, well, when you feel shame and, and when you feel fear, you know that's not from God. Because God wants to, to take away the fear. God wants to, to give you boldness. God wants you to know where you stand with Him. And the way that he does that is one simple word. It's righteousness. Go back to, to Romans chapter 1. It says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. You need to know where you are with God. You need to know where you are with God in your righteousness. You see, that's the very beginning of boldness. Your boldness starts with you understanding your righteousness. Uh, our faith is, is like a diamond. A diamond has, has many different layers. 
Our faith has many different layers. And there's a progression of faith. But where it starts, that first layer is it starts with righteousness. And unless you know, unless you know your righteousness, you're never going to, to be able to walk in boldness. You're always going to wonder, where do I stand with God? You're always going to feel that, that shame and, and you're always going to, to feel that fear because you don't understand your righteousness. You're not going to be secure in your relationship with Him. There's always going to be some, some apprehension, always going to be some fear. Proverbs chapter 21, 28 verse 1 says, The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. What do we know about a lion? A lion is sure about who he is. A lion knows that it's king of the jungle. A lion is not concerned about and it's not insecure. And what the Bible is telling us here, it's saying that when you're righteous, when you understand your righteousness, you can be bold. If you don't know where you stand, you're going to be unsure. And what Paul says here in Romans, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. The just shall live by faith. And so the first step is us understanding where we are in God. And when we do that, there are, Four things that we can have boldness in. The first thing that we can be bold in is we can be bold to believe. Bold to believe. You see, when we look at our righteousness, we have to understand that we're not the qualifier, but God is. There's a story in in Acts chapter 3 and 4 that we looked at during the I Love My Church series. And we have Peter and John, and they're on their way to the temple. There's a lame man there, and he's begging. His head is down. You say, Pastor, how do you know that? We know that because when Peter walked by him, he told him, he said, hey, look up at me. So here's this man. He's ashamed. His head's down. And Peter looks at him, and he says, listen, silver and gold I don't have. But what I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And it says he took him by the hand and he stood up and his legs were strong. And the Bible tells us that when that happened, that that the people, they were wondering. They were wondering what was the qualifier? What allowed this man to be healed? What had he done? Or what had Peter and John, what had they done to have the power to heal this man? And Peter, he he must have perceived what they were thinking because he said this. He said, why do you look at us so shocked? Why do you stare at us as if our own power or holiness has made this man walk? Peter's saying, it's not anything that we've done. It's not anything that, that he's done. We're not the qualifier. It's not about us. But it's all about God. And when you begin to understand your righteousness in Him, it's so important. Because here, these people, they were thinking, what did He do to deserve to get healed? What did they do to to deserve to have the power to heal Him? We think that in order for God to do something, that we have to deserve it. That in order to have God to to answer our prayers, that that we have to perform a certain way. Religion is is rooted in in deserving, but righteousness is rooted in understanding. You see, there's so many people that that you were raised in a a, a work-based faith. You believe that that everything that, that you get, you have to deserve. Listen, every day that I get up, I thank God that I don't get what I deserve. Because that's not the way that God works. You believe that that, that when you're raised in in that kind of situation where everything is based on your works, you believe that you're the qualifier of your righteousness. You're the the qualifier of of your relationship with Him. And yes, we have a responsibility. Once we enter into a relationship with Him, we have a responsibility. But at the end of the day, 
It's not about our righteousness because we're not righteous. It's all about his. It's about what we understand. And what I understand about my faith in the cross and the work that's already been done. That's what affects my life. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says this, for our, for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In him we might become the righteousness of God. I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but you're not righteous. Look at the person sitting beside you and say, you're not righteous. You've been waiting to do that all morning. You're not righteous. We're not righteous in ourselves. But this verse tells us that, that we become the righteousness of God because of him. You become righteousness by your faith. And what happens is, is, is when you understand that, and you're living by faith, then you have that grace of God and it overwhelms you. And when the grace of God overwhelms you, then you want to do good. You see, you don't become good because you do good. You become good because he's good. And if you don't understand that, you'll never be able to go from faith to faith. It's the first step on your journey. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, it says, By this is love per perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. Six words there. As he is, so are we. As he is, so are we. Do you believe that? The problem is, is it takes a long time to get rid of the works mindset. It takes a, a long time because that's the way life is, right? You work, you work hard, then you get things. You work hard at your job and, and then you obtain things. So that's the way that, you know, that's the American way, right? You don't just get stuff. But in Christ, in Christ it says... But that's the way it works. It's not by our works. John's saying that, that, that you're going to, to stand before God. You're going to stand there one day. And when you're standing there, you're going to, to look at him. And you're going to be able to say, and you're going to be able to stand boldly. And you're going to say, as Jesus is, so am I. And it doesn't just begin then. It begins now. It says, in this world... In this world, you can have boldness. In this world, you can have confidence. Your walk with God, your faith to believe God, your, your faith to, to pray to God, your faith to stand up for God, all of that hinges on knowing where you are in Him. All of that hinges on knowing that you are like Him. As He is, so are we in this world. Who is he? Well, he's the only begotten son. But you and I, it says when, when, he, when we enter into a relationship with him, we become sons and daughters of the most high God. I was trying to think of the, the way that, that we could think of this and picture this. And I thought about those families who, who adopt. And they take this child and, and they adopt this child and, and they love this child. And, and, and to that child, it, it doesn't matter to them how they came into the family. It doesn't matter that whether it was a, a, the door of adoption or, or, or the womb. But what matters is, is that they are in the family. And what matters to them more importantly is, is that they're in your heart. And when we look at Jesus, Jesus came through the womb. He, he came through the only begotten door. But then when we stepped into relationship with him, well, we came through a, a different door. And he may be the only begotten, but we're still part of the family. We're still in God's heart. As he is, so are we in this world. We have to be bold to believe that. When we're bold to believe, that leads us to the next thing, which is bold to pray. Bold to pray. 
In Acts chapter 3, verse 6, it says, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. Listen, this wasn't a safe prayer. This wasn't a, now I lay me down to sleep. This wasn't a, God bless them as they keep walking by. No, this was a bold prayer. Because here they were, and, and no doubt people were watching. And when they walk to him and they see this guy, they say, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. That wasn't a safe prayer. We have to be bold to pray. That prayer wasn't something that that they could have done. It was something that was beyond them. When we pray, we have to pray stuff that's beyond us. We have to pray stuff that, that, that we know that, that there's no way that it can happen but by God. We can be bold to pray that way. Because once you understand the righteousness is not about you, but it's about God. And the answer to prayer isn't about you. It's about Him. It doesn't hinge on you. It's on God. We serve a, a God of wonders. We need to to learn to to pray bold prayers. We need to to be confident that God answers prayer. John 14, verse 12 and 13 says this, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me also will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. In verse 13, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. It says, he who believes. Jesus didn't say just a a, a select few have access to God. He didn't say that, that, well, it's just reserved for, for these few. No, it says, he who believes. And if you're a believer in Christ and you're a follower of him, then that includes you. That includes you of having the power of prayer and the power of praying big prayers. It's for those who understand their righteousness in God. Next Sunday, we're going to start a 21-day fast. And in that 21-day fast, we do that every January. And during that time, we're just setting ourselves aside. And we're saying, God, we're putting you first. We're denying ourselves, and, and, and we are consecrating ourselves to your service and, and to you. And in the lobby, as you walked in today, you may have uh, saw a board. It's filled with a bunch of different color sticky notes. And, and on that board, it says, bold to pray. And what I'm asking you to do is, is when you leave today, take one of those with you. Take it home and, and, and write Something down that you're believing God for in 2022. Something that's beyond you. Something that, that takes some boldness. Maybe it's something that, that you've been praying for for a long time. Maybe it's something that, that, that you've been praying for and, and you think, God, it's just never going to happen. Maybe you've even become discouraged because you've prayed for it for so long that, that you've just quit. You've went back to just praying safe prayers. I want to be some encouragement to you this morning. There are things that that, that I have personally prayed for in my life for years. Five, six, seven, as many as ten years. And during those times that, that I didn't see that prayer being answered, yes, it was easy to become discouraged. It was easy just to, to, to go into and, and just to, to pray safe prayers. But in those moments, I reminded myself that God is, is, is a God of wonders. And that God's not on my timetable. And when you can understand that and you begin to, to just keep praying, keep believing. And, and I've seen things that it may have taken five, ten years, but God has done what he said. I was able to go from faith to faith because I was walking by faith and saying, God, I may not see it, but I know you can do it. You have to understand your righteousness in him. So take those home, put a bold prayer on it, 
You can fold it up, bring it back. There's a box out there for you to put it in. And, and on our night of worship, which is going to be uh, February the 5th, we're going to come in and, and we're going to worship God and, and we're going to sing. And, and then at the end, we're going to pray over these bold prayers, these bold requests. And I believe that God's going to do something in 2022 that's going to blow your mind because He is a God of wonders. And He wants you to understand that it's not about you, but that you can be bold to pray things that are beyond yourself. So when you understand who you are, you understand your righteousness, you become bold to believe, and then you can pray bold prayers. The third thing that you have to do is, is, is you have to know that you can be bold to stand. You're going to come up against opposition. Your faith is a threat to darkness. I've said it so many times. When you take a step of faith, and you take a step toward God, you can be guaranteed that the enemy's not going to like it. That he's going to, to, to come against you. Because your faith, your step, the way that you're living is a threat to darkness. The Bible says that, that they who know their God shall wax great and do exploits. Darkness doesn't like that. Darkness doesn't want us to know who we are in Him. Darkness doesn't want us to walk in our boldness. You see what happened in this story. The minute that this guy got healed in Acts chapter 4... Verses 1 through 4, it says, While Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priest, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees. These leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there is a resurrection of the dead. They arrested them, and since it was already evening, they put them in jail until morning. But many of the people who heard their message believed. So the number of believers now totaled about 5,000 men, not counting women and children. So here they are, and they've been preaching the gospel. They've been bold to stand. And because of that, the Bible says that 5,000 men, not even counting women and children, were brought to the faith. Do you think that the enemy was happy about that? Well, apparently we see that he wasn't. Because it says that they took them and they threw them into jail. Why? Because they were a threat. To darkness. They were teaching that there was resurrection of Jesus, that they could have life through him. They were a threat to darkness. Now think about your own life. Do you think that your adversary, the one that is roaming around like a roaring lion trying to devour you, do you think that he's happy when God answers prayers? Do you think that he's happy when, when a prayer is answered and it, it captures the attention of the community? When people get healed or, or, or marriages that are in shambles get put back together? Or people who are, are in addiction get delivered? Or people come to salvation? Do you think the enemy's happy? Absolutely not. Why? Because that's a threat to darkness. And so in that moment, when that happens, you can be guaranteed that when the enemy sees people go, going from, from being locked up in jail, having no freedom in Christ, to, to becoming free in him, the devil's going to get mad. And he's going to fight. And he's going to try to take you out. In Acts chapter 4, verse 17 through 20, it says, But to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further, uh, we must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. And so they called the apostles back in and, and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen or heard. In other words, what they were saying was, Listen, we're bold to stand. We understand that, that, that you don't like it. We understand that, that, that it's a threat to darkness. We understand, but we have to obey God, not man. 
They said, we have to stand up. We have to, to speak up. And, and as you look at your life and, and look how you're living, you have to, to be bold to stand. You might be the only one standing up in your company. You might be the only one speaking up in your class. You might be the only person in your neighborhood that's standing for God. But the question is, when we are threatened, just like they were, when they were threatened, what are you going to do? Are you going to be like them and stand up or speak up, or, or are you going to be silent? Or are you going to sit in the corner and just occupy till Jesus comes? Can I tell you that, that silence can be sin? Silence can be sinful. When we're silenced to sin, that equals approval. And when we're silenced to our faith, that equals denial. And when you start standing up, you're going to be hit by culture. When you start standing up, you're going to be hit by, by a dark world. Why? Because the darkness is desperate. And there's going to be times that, that you have to stand up. And when you stand, you have to show love. Uh, I'm not talking about being ugly to people. But there comes a time that, that we have to draw a line. And we have to say, we don't approve it and we're not going to promote it. We cannot be silent in our faith. When we do that, the Bible says that that's the same thing as denial. And it tells us that if we deny him, he'll deny us before his father. It says we have to confess him. And our silence can be sinful in approval or in denial. But we have to stand up. We have to be bold as a lion. Uh, what did Peter say here? Peter said, you judge. You judge. What, should we, we have to obey God. You be the judge. What do you think we should do? He did it in a respectful way. Listen, there is too much disrespect in our nation today. It's horrible. And we don't need it to be ugly or classless or, or disrespectful. When I see uh, someone who says they're a follower of Christ and they're being disrespectful or ugly, I can't stand it. Because I don't want us to be self-righteous Christians. But what I do want us to do is I want us to be able to tell the truth, tell the truth in love, but let the word of God speak for us. We can do it in a classy way. No one likes ugly. We talked about a few weeks ago how that we want to be an attractional church. Jesus was attractional. Jesus was a class act. Yes, they knew where Jesus stood, but he wasn't ugly about it. He didn't write some of the things that we see written on Facebook. You don't have to be ugly. But you can be bold to stand and you can say, this is where I stand. I love you. But when the enemy comes against you, when culture comes against you, when darkness comes against you, in our faith we can be bold to stand. We can stand in love, but we have to stand. We can't stay silent. Which leads us to the fourth thing that we can be bold to do. We can be bold to love. Bold to love. Listen, love is what fuels us. Love is what keeps us going. There are days that if it wasn't for love, I'd probably throw up my hands and quit. How many people will say, sometimes people just get on your nerves? Come on, it's good for you. Confession is good for the soul. People just get on my nerves. How many people have ever been in a situation, I'm just done, I don't care, I'm just going to go to work, come home, go to work, come home, not fooling with anybody. Anybody ever been there? Why is that? Because sometimes it's, it's hard to love. But we have to understand and we have to remember that love is what fuels us. Love is what fueled Jesus. That's why he went to the cross. That's why he endured everything that, that he endured. That's why he went through everything that he went through. It was because 
For God so loved the world. Sometimes it's hard to love people. Sometimes it's hard to love people the way that God loves us. Sometimes we, we go through things and, and the Bible warns us. It says, don't lose your first love. Because what happens is, is, is when we begin to, to lose love for God, and then that spills over to every other aspect of our life. When we begin to, to, to forget who our first love was. If you've entered into a relationship with Christ and you've asked him to, to come in and be Lord of your life, we understand and know that that becomes our first love. That needs to be your first love. It's not your, your husband or your wife. It's not your boyfriend or your girlfriend. He's our first love. He died for you. He died for me. Listen, I was a, a no good, sorry for nothing. But he took my unrighteousness and he gave me righteousness. And when I think about that, I can't think of, I can't help but to think of his love. When I think of that, I can't help to think of how good he's been to me. When I think of that, I, I, I can't help but think that the love that he displays to me, that I have to be bold in my love for others. There's some times that, that you'll keep showing love and, and you'll keep doing what you know to do that people will look at you and think, why do you keep doing that? Why do you keep treating them with respect? Why do you keep loving them? Because that's not natural. Because we're raised as, and the way that culture is, it's like when, when somebody does something to you, you just, you cut them off. But the Bible says that we have to be bold to love. We have to know and realize how much he's loved us. And, and then we take that and we give it to the people around us. You know, sometimes I've had to take some stands. Sometimes I've prayed some prayers that, that weren't answered the way that I thought they should be. And in those moments, it, it becomes difficult. To be bold in my faith. In those moments, sometimes it's hard to, to look at and say, okay, God, I believe that you're working all things together for good. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to keep loving him. Because you think, man, here I am and I'm just struggling and, and we lose we lose sight. We begin to think, well, I would just be better off. But he loves you. And he says, I don't want you to lose your faith. Your faith is what you live by. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 and 15 says, Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have died to our old life. Verse 15 says, He died for everyone so that those who receive His new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. You see, love is a risk. Because when you put yourself out there, you, you feel vulnerable. But my challenge to you is, is at the end of the day, keep loving. At the end of the day, keep praying. At the end of the day, keep believing. Because what fuels your faith isn't the law, but it's love. And it's us understanding that, that, that what we've experienced, that we want to bring it to someone else. The Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 5 that faith works by love. And all throughout the Bible, there are examples of those people. We read example after example after example of people who were bold to believe. 
They were bold to believe something that, that may have seemed foolish to the people around them. When Noah started building that boat, he was bold to believe that God was going to do what he said he would do. People all throughout the Bible were bold to pray. One example we looked at today, but there's other examples all in the Bible when, when people stood and they prayed. And it wasn't just prayers that weren't bold. They prayed boldly. We see people in the Bible that were bold to stand in the face of opposition. We know of Daniel when he was bold to stand when culture told him to do everything the opposite. And then we see those who were bold to love with the prime example being Jesus. And the challenge to us is learning to walk in that boldness. Understanding who we are in Him. Understanding that we are righteous because of Him. In today's society, the enemy has done everything he can to strip the followers of Christ of their boldness. To keep us cowering in the corner. To make us think, well, you can't be bold to believe that. You can't have the boldness to pray that. You can't have the boldness to stand in the face of opposition. You can't keep loving like you're loving. But God says you can. God said, understand your righteousness, who you are in Him. Now, if you're here today and you've never taken that step, you've never asked Him to come into your life and to be Lord of your life and to forgive you of your sin, and, and the Bible says that's all you have to do. You just have to ask Him. Believe. Be bold to believe that he sent his only son to die on the cross for your sin. That's the first step. And once you've done that, you can believe for mighty things. You can pray for mighty things. You can stand in the face of opposition. And you can love with a love that people don't understand. But it's all about your faith. I'm going to ask you to stand right where you are. As we, uh, I took over as lead pastor in 2016. And um, so every start of the new year, I've always felt that, that the year that we were entering into was going to be better than the year before. As we started in the, the fourth quarter of 2021, I sensed something in my spirit that was unlike the previous years. I began praying and asking God bold prayers. Honestly, prayers that, that I had been praying for two or three years. God, I need you to do this. God, if we're going to take the next step, I, I need you, we need this. And one by one, he's answered those prayers. There was something that I had been praying for that was it was enormous. It was gigantic. It was something big, something that, that as a church that we needed God to do. And, and I had found myself coming up to, to this point, just praying, God, just, you know, just, I don't know how you're going to do it. And, but in my heart, I was thinking, man, that's, that's a lot to ask. 
But before the year ended, I got a phone call. And they said, hey, meet me at the coffee shop. Wasn't even someone that goes to church here. But when I left that coffee shop, God had answered that enormous prayer. Something that was significant. You say, Pastor, why are you telling me this? I'm telling it because I want to build your faith. And I want you to know that, that 2022, that the expectancy that God has placed not only in me, but it, in the staff and, and the leaders, volunteers of this church, it's going to happen, but it's going to happen by faith. And we're going to walk in faith. We're going to believe boldly. We're going to pray boldly. We're going to watch God do And when that happens, get ready because opposition is going to come. But in the face of opposition, we're going to stand boldly. We're going to say, not today, Satan. So wherever you are right now, you may be here and you may need to trust God for the first time. Be bold enough to believe that he loves you. That he sent his son to die for you. You may be in a situation that you're following after Christ, but, but you've been asking for some things and they haven't happened and it's really, it's diminished your faith. Be bold to believe. You may be here this morning and, and you may be, maybe you've been praying for something and you've just stopped because you haven't seen God do it. And you're tired of feeling like he doesn't answer prayer. So if you don't ask, you don't feel that. Be bold to pray. Bold prayers. And then all of that, may all of us have the boldness to love others the way that Christ loves us. So wherever you are, we're going to pray. And I'm going to ask you to ask God. I I can't pray it on you and I can't pray it for you. We talked last week that it can only become powerful when it becomes personal. So this is something personal between you and God. So wherever you are, I'm going to ask you to pray that God will increase your faith so that you can walk in boldness. Let's pray. Father, I come before you today. God, I'm thankful for every person that's here, for every person that's listening. God, I'm thankful that you have allowed us to know who we are in you. God, I know that the enemy wants us to to, to not believe that we're righteous through you. God, the enemy wants us to believe that it's based on our works or it's based on what we deserve. But God, I'm so thankful that it's not about me, but it's all about you. God, it's not about what I do or what I've done, but it's it's about what you did. And Father, I pray this morning that for every person listening, God, no matter where they are in their journey, no matter what their struggle or their situation or their circumstance is, Father, I pray right now that you give them the faith to be bold. God, that you give them the faith to believe. God, that you give them the faith to pray. God, that you give them the faith to stand in the face of opposition. God, as we understand and know, God, there's nothing that we can do to deserve your love, but you give it to us unconditionally. Father, as we go into 2022, may we be bold in the way that we live our lives. Bold because of you. Because we are as you are in this world. God, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy thank you for your grace and God I thank you for what you're doing right now in the lives and the hearts of so many God I thank you for your love can we sing this course together
afflictions eclipsed by glory and I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me and oh how he loves us oh how he loves us how he loves us so yeah he loves yeah he Where would we be without that love? I want to thank you for being here today. I pray that something was said or done that will change your life forever. I pray that you go knowing that he loves you. And that's because of that love that we're made righteous. And because of that righteousness that we can walk in boldness. Once again, if you're a guest, thank you for being here. We'd love for you to stop out in the lobby and, and chat with us for a moment. We've got a gift for you. Uh, also, something I want to make you aware of, uh, one thing that we have coming up uh, January the 22nd, it's a Saturday evening, um, we have what we call Growth Track. And that's f- if you're new here and, and you want to know more about Gateway and where, where we started and, and how we've got to where we are and where we're going and how to get involved. And it's about two hours uh, that'll be two hours well spent. We'll feed you. Uh, we'll also uh, have child care if you need that. You can go to thegate.life. Down in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a little circle that says N. Click on it. You'll see it there. You can sign up for it. We'll get you all the information. We love you. Thank you for being here. He loves you. <laughs>